Hello and welcome to Life of the School, episode 144. Hello, my name is Aaron Matthew, and I'm a biology teacher from Massachusetts. And on Life of the School podcast, I like to sit down with a panel of life science uh, educators and talk about issues we have in our classroom. And this actually is officially, I did not tell my uh, my panel this, but this actually is our sixth anniversary episode because this does mark six full years of putting out two episodes every month. Um, and to do that, we are going to be celebrating the end of the school year. So uh, we made it. I guess. Yes. <laughs> and so I don't know if it was our, that our expect expectations were too high or that the pandemic pandemic broke all of us, but 2021, 2022 school year was rough. Um, and with that in mind, we're going to hunt for some silver linings uh, to the storm cloud that was this past school year. Uh, at least that's how it felt. And so uh, we're going to start the show with a goofy question. Um, and my goofy question, it might be talking about my mindset of what it's going to be like a few weeks from after this episode comes out. But what is one of your favorite things to do by yourself on a completely free, unscheduled day? And uh, joining us from Texas is Lee Ferguson. Welcome, Lee. Hello. So I just totally missed that you even asked that question. So I just wrote in quickly <laughs> some things that I would do. Um, definitely catching up on any TV that I've missed because I don't really have the time to watch it during the school year. So um, I'm going to binge watch the rest of Ozark. <laughs> I did that already. Ah! I we might, we I might need to talk about it afterwards because I feel like I have to I, talk I, about that yeah. show. Yeah. yeah, I finished I finished it last night. <laughs> ah, yes. So, so no spoilers. No spoilers. Um, or shopping because I think that shopping is a sport <laughs> so there you go all right well those are those are very good yeah definitely got to catch up on that Ozark I yes. actually um, so as as you know I I I watch a lot of stuff while I run on the treadmill mm -hmm. and uh, I tend to do one Ozark while I run. Cause that's, I mean, they're hour long episodes yeah, yeah, and that's, yeah. I, can, I can get seven to eight miles in usually while I watch one of those episodes. And, and uh, last night I like totally, I was like, I'm going to roll right into the, I had two episodes to go and I stayed, I like, I got off and I, I watched the rest of it <laughs> off the treadmill. Cause I was like, Nope, I'm going to keep rolling. I like, I couldn't finish with one episode to go. So I totally get that. All right. And uh, joining us from Wisconsin is Sedate Kohler. Welcome back, Sedate. Hey. So um, I have really been enjoying, as of late, uh, waking up without a schedule and walking my dog to Starbucks and living life slowly. Um, mm. And I like to sing. Uh, and so I sometimes, more so on my walks in the, in the at night, <laughs> when I walk my dog at night, do I listen to music and sing, pretending that the world is my oyster and that no one can hear me. <laughs> Um, so I greatly enjoy doing that. I also thinking about shopping, um, and thinking about the summer is I really like to thrift and I mm. see, um, Lee's J crew box or bag in the corner. And I used to work for J crew. So I have uh -huh. a very good J crew eye. And so I am trying to create myself to be the Poshmark j crew seller um because a lot of people donate in my area so i think of it also like a game but of now it's like 
how can I mark this up on Poshmark? And I, and I bought it at a thrift store for $5 and I can get 24 in on Poshmark. So that's my game. Nice. So. All right. Oh, and joining us, joining us from Ohio for the, literally the last episode, she'll be in Ohio because this episode is going to come out when she is back in Arizona, uh, is Tanea Hebler. Welcome back, Tanea. Hey, you know, I'm just realizing I'm not by myself a lot, except for like now that I'm in Ohio and I don't have my family here. I'm not usually by myself. So um, I, I, I think I answered the question wrong, but um, it's okay. I, I like to walk my dog, but I don't always walk my dog by myself. I do like dancing in my living room. Um, I don't always, do, yeah, I don't always do that by myself though either. I like to go roller skating, but that's not usually by myself. Um, and I put on there, maybe record a podcast because it's Mother's Day and here I am recording a podcast. So. <laughs> You're breaking the time wall. You're breaking our time wall. This oh, is not going to come out for another month. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but you're right. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's funny because I was I was thinking about what I like to do. Um, but you're right. When you have younger kids, you are never by yourself. Um, <laughs> and uh, particularly moms are like that. Uh, but for me, like the thing I've noticed is, um, and I just did this on our last vacation. I had like, we ended up um, having Good Friday off, but my kids' school did not have Good Friday off. And so like I woke up. And there was nobody in my house and like lunchtime rolled around and I was like, I don't have to make anybody any food. I don't have to worry about anybody else eating. And I had my book club book and I picked it up and I drove to a place that has food trucks and beer. And I sat out on a sunny day on a patio and I read a book <laughs> and had a nice. food truck sandwich. And I was like, yeah, I could do, I should do this more often. And before the pandemic, I would do stuff like that. Like when my kids were in camps or whatever, I would go in. I've got like a couple of cafes I like to go to, but I was like, I have not done this in a couple of years. And man, I got to make sure that I do this a lot this summer. <laughs> I'm going to start scheduling that as my, my unscheduled day is going to be like, go to this place and check out, you know, the sandwiches at this new place, uh, that kind of thing. So I will definitely be doing that. Upcoming. That sounds really fun, actually. Oh, <laughs> I might have to steal that idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I was there for, I ended up being there for like two and a half hours when all was said and done. Um, and I had like, I texted like with my buddy who I, who sometimes goes there and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, took some pictures, but then I, I mostly just read, like I had, and I, I had not read, I was behind in my book club book, um, cause you know, teachers, uh, and, and spare time and never reading. Um, and I just like dove right in and I got right into it and I really enjoyed, and I got, I read quite a bit and I actually stopped because I was getting too much sun, um, mm -hmm. which is, is something that I wasn't thinking about in April, but like, I was like, I think I'm going to get a sunburn if I stay. And I did, I got a little too much oh, pink wow. on my skin. <laughs> uh, I was out there, that, I was out there that long, which is uh, a pretty rare thing these days. <laughs> So yes, the sun does come out in Massachusetts. I know, I know today you might be wondering, but there is sun in Massachusetts, <laughs> even in April. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's now be some positive things. And so I thought this was, this was one and I actually had a really hard time with this. So I was glad I, that you guys uh, jumped right in, but uh, I want to know what was one of the best interactions that you had with a student this past school year. Um, and I know today you had a, a, an abbreviated year, but what was one of your best interactions you had with a kid this year? Yeah, this year, um, generally speaking, was rough, and I'm—I just have a lot of gratitude that I survived. Um, 
But while I was home being depressed because I didn't make it to my job in China, um, I had a student and he wrote me a handwritten letter to thank me for teaching him. And like teenagers just, they don't do yeah, that. that. Um, I don't know how. <laughs> yeah. I don't actually, I'm, I'm trying to remember, did he ask me for my address via email or did, did he just go get it? I don't know. I don't know how he got my address, but he got my address and I got a letter in the mail and I was just shocked. Um, and then he emailed me later in the year and he told me that he enrolled in Princeton and he was just really excited about his future. And he's not going to major in science. I was a little bit depressed about that, but anyways. Um, <laughs> so I, I just was, I felt like lucky that I got to have him as a student and, you know, he helped me feel really appreciated as a teacher. Mm-hmm. And um, he just helped me feel like those things that I am trying to do and that I'm working on, that they do have an impact on students. And um, so I should keep moving forward and try to be positive as we're trying to do today. <laughs> um, but like outside of that, like just like when I get to a chance to like, I'm in the class with kids now and um, the moments in class when I, I, I'm listening to what kids are saying about stuff and or hearing them struggle. And I've been doing these, I'm at a boarding school now, so I've, I've been doing these study hall s- sessions and kids actually show up to the study hall session outside of class. Um, nice. That's been really encouraging and it's kept me um, in a place of gratitude. So I'm just, I'm just happy. Nice. That's a very positive big and positive little. I like that. <laughs> All right. How about you, Lee? What is what is one uh, positive interaction you had with the students? So this one actually put tears in my eyes when it happened. So I have this little kid. Well, little kid, nothing. He's a sophomore kid, but <laughs> but he is just he is the sweetest boy. I swear. He is just like he's one of those students that you have that you're just like, don't hurt him because he is just this <laughs> just gentle, just kind little boy. And he's really, really hard on himself. Like he's just like, I don't do, you know, I'm not smart enough for this. I'm not good enough for this. You know, lots of negative self-talk. And so, you know, one day we had a quiz and, you know, he, you know, we were getting ready to go to lunch, you know, the time had been called and he's still working. And, you know, I noticed that he's still working and the kids had all left to go to lunch. And here he is, you can see he's upset, face is turning red. You know, he's got some tears coming out of his eyes. And so I sit down right in front of him. And, and I say, you know, Hey, you know, is everything okay? And, you know, he just breaks down and he's just like, I don't think I'm good enough for this class. And I don't think I'm smart enough. And, and my grades aren't good. The kid is a solid high B student. And, you know, and I said, look, you are a 15 year old kid taking a college level course. I said, you are doing just fine. You know, you are smart enough to be here. You work really hard. And, you know, yes, maybe there are some things about this class that are difficult. I said, but you know that I'm here to help you. And, you know, I think that you have the capacity to do well in here. And, you know, so he he sat there and he ate his lunch and I sat with him. I I basically skipped lunch that day uh, to Mm. sit with him and talk to him you know, kind of talk him down off the ledge and, and, and talk to him. And then of course the kids came back from lunch and, you know, he was finishing up his lunch and, 
you know, once class got started and the kids were working on activities, um, I have these little cards in my desk that are basically mirrors of this, this series of posters that I have at the front of my classroom that say things like, I believe in myself. I, um, you know, truth and, and facts are important to me, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I found the one in the stack that said, I believe in myself. And I wrote a note on the back and, and I said, I need you to believe this too. You know, I believe in you. I need you to believe this too. And so while the kids were working, I went and I laid it down on his desk without him seeing it. And then at the end of class, um, you know, he, he rushes, <laughs> like runs to my desk <laughs> and he opens his arms real wide and he, he says, he says, can I have a hug? And I was like, oh, yes, of course you can. And like he was doing that. He he gave me this great big hug. And I'm not kidding. I had tears in my eyes. And as it says there, no cap, as the children like to say. And, you know, he really has been a lot easier on himself since then. Um, but he's also been more willing to ask for help since then, too. And now he, you know, and he, it's not like he didn't ask a lot of questions before, but now he is just super, you know, willing to admit, yeah, you know what? I don't know this thing. I'm going to go ask for help, you know? And it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's like, oh, you're such a good kid. I'm going to miss having you, but I'm glad he'll still be on campus for the next two years because I get to watch him grow. You know, and I get to yeah. see him progress. And then when they come back to me as seniors, you know, asking, can you write me a letter of recommendation? You know, because I have a lot of sophomores that I taught a couple years ago, um, the first year of the pandemic, you know, when I got to have them for however many months it was, I think six months or whatever, seven months. And then, you know, we were just, then, then the world all went to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> you know, I had a lot of those kids come, you know, ask me for letters of recommendation, but I know that this kid, he's going to be one of those. You know, and I will, without hesitation, write him a letter, you know, because he just, he is just a hard worker. He's a very kind young man. Like, he is the kind of kid that if you had a classroom full of them, you would never have a day of trouble in your life, you know, <laughs> and they are just, he is just fantastic. I cannot say enough good about him. Nice. So. All right. Nice. So, Date, what do you want to share? Yeah, so a few weeks ago we had the um, Trans National or National Day of Silence, like Trans Day of Silence, in in honor of um, trans individuals. And like I have described in here before, I my high school is a wonderful place that I adore, but it's not always the most um, progressive areas. It's not in one of the most progressive areas, and so it's like a it's a pretty big deal to have. Um, diversity highlighted in our school. And so on this day, um, our uh, blossoming, but still very much in the infantile stages of uh, GSA, um, created like little pins with uh, ribbons on them to denote like red, you're not speaking at all that day, yellow, like try not to speak, but will speak if spoken to kind of thing. And that green bean i'm not participating today but i'm supportive and um i don't know about you guys but i don't get out of my room very often during an average day and so um it just so happened that i didn't go down and get a, a ribbon and my students know that i am absolutely an advocate and and an ally um and in fact it actually gives me a persona 
to students who are not supportive um, that there's a, a bit of a I don't know how to phrase this without making a like a like a physical face, but students who aren't as allied um, know me as like first thing they know about me is that I'm an ally. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. And <laughs> yeah. so I didn't get out of my room today. I didn't get a ribbon, and um, my little you know needy self was like, oh shoot, like I didn't, you know, I didn't get a ribbon. I didn't wear that all day today. And like other people, like my principal who does walks around the school, he was wearing a ribbon. Like our counselors are wearing ribbons, whatever. Anyways, the last hour of the day, a student that I had last semester, but I don't, we switched, we randomized students at, uh, at semester, so I don't always have the same students first to second semester. Um, they, and we had had lots of conversations um, about their own identity and about the school, um, but I hadn't seen them in a few weeks. And they came in and like, it, it was this moment where I just I felt so seen by the students that not only they recognized that obviously I was an ally, but that the student also banked on the fact that I didn't leave my room that day and that I needed a ribbon, which was so, <laughs> so dialed in. Um, and it, it was just this in, in a year and that has been really crummy in a lot of ways. Um, it was this just moment of like. <clears throat> oh yeah, this is my place. Like this is this is my place in these students' eyes, and you know, I feel I feel good about it in this context today, basically. Um, <laughs> and I did I did cry a little bit uh, when when they yeah. handed me the ribbon. Like it just it was in between classes. It was a flurry. I was stressed, and then there's just this little adorable angel with a little ribbon. Like here you go, favorite teacher. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <sighs> so. nice. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. I, so I, this, I, as I said, I'm still struggling with this. And as you guys talk, I remember like nine other stories, <laughs> which is like, <laughs> I could literally spend the next hour just talking about all of like these, these little moments and these big moments and like, um, you know, uh, yeah, just all these moments throughout the year. And, and, and as, as you were talking today, our, I was, I was kind of laughing. Our school is, my school is remarkably progressive. Um, and just to give a sense of that, um, there was a protest march by our, um, you know, uh, LGBTQIA identity group um, that that group uh, ran a protest against laws that were being passed in other states, um, uh, anti-trans laws being passed in other states, and they staged a walkout um, and protest. Um, at our school. Now, these laws are not being passed in Massachusetts. They staged a walkout. No, but the and, fact that they're and, cognizant of the fact that they're being passed in other places like yeah. my state, um, yeah. you know, and, and that they feel strongly enough to to be in alliance with, you know, mm -hmm. the others in other states that are being affected yeah. by those laws. I think that's fantastic. Yeah. And I would estimate that four to 500 students, which roughly is like a quarter of our school, walked out with them. The administration set up a microphone and speakers in the front, and they ran. Uh, they raised the trans flag um, right with our school flag. So on our school flags, right in front of our school, they raised that. So like that's sort of the identity issues. <laughs> like our school is is very progressive in a progressive state, and and that kind of thing. And I remember going outside and like taking pictures of like. There's a lot of people like 
this is kind of an amazing thing. And the first kid who spoke said, when I first thought of this like a week ago, I did not envision this many people in the front circle of the school or that they would ever raise this flag in front of the building. And he said, not because it's a hateful place, but it's just like, I just didn't think that that would ever happen. So like it was like they kept on doing asks like, we want to stage this. We want to do this. And this administration was like, okay. And they're like, and we want to raise this flag, thinking they were going to try to get to a point where the people would say, no, you can't do that. And every, everything they asked, they just kept getting it. And I, I felt great because it was a case where you know, several students walked out. I had my student teacher. It was great for me because I had my student teacher. And I was like, oh, by the way, a bunch of students are going to be walking out during this. So you get to sort of figure out how you want to deal with this. And he's like, where are you going to be? I was like, I'm going to be in the front circle. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I had already walked out. And <laughs> so I went and I, I was in the front circle with the walkout. But <laughs> I didn't have to be in class. So I didn't have to make a decision. It wasn't a big you know, thing for me because I wasn't going to be in the room that day, that period anyway, but I, I pretty much let him know how I felt about kids walking out <laughs> um, <laughs> in that, in that instance. So uh, yeah, but that's actually not what my first story was, which was I had a student last year during the pandemic who came to me and she was trying to figure out how to do something. She's like, I don't do anything extracurricularly. And she was really stressed about like not having like that summer extracurricular thing on her resume that a lot of the honors and AP kids have. And she's like, and it's the pandemic. There's nothing. What am I going to do? Mm. And it happened to be that I knew a professor at WPI who happened to be looking for some high school students for a remote uh, thing. And so um, I felt really blessed to have this interaction with her like just a couple of days ago where she came back and shared with me what she did in the summer internship. Um, I had helped her connect with that professor. I helped her like I, I introduced them via email and then she took it from there. And what they were doing was they were building STEM curriculum that they roll out in the Worcester Public Schools and hopefully for broader schools there. Um, she didn't have a computer science background, but she learned how to uh, program using Starnet logo. And she basically built a bunch of like John Darko style simulations. Oh. And she she shared with me the Google Doc that linked to six different simulations she worked on last summer mm. that were part of her work that she helped either, you know, either give feedback on or she wrote herself. I got to see the ones that she wrote and she created and the parameters and then the curriculum pieces that were were tied into that. And this is a student who didn't have a computer science background, but then spent the whole summer in there. And, and I talked to her about it and it was just like, um, there were two really funny things about it, which were one, uh, the document she shared with me, it was stuff to share with Matthew, uh, <laughs> all in lowercase, uh, which I thought was a great title for a Google Doc. <laughs> and then the the other thing that she said to me was, um, uh, was she was saying things like uh, she was going to, um, she loved the collaboration things. Um, so that... Um, all right. So um, I'm going to I'm going to say at this point, we're going to transition um, and we're dropping out. Um, so Sedate, it's got to have to leave us for now. Right. Sedate, you OK? Yeah, it's been good talking to you guys. I'm just feeling like real crappy right now. I actually took a COVID test on our break. It's negative. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I do not feel yummy. I, feel, I do not feel yummy. Oh my God. I don't feel good. And I'm losing my brain. So Aww. I'm yeah, yeah. going to you all adieu. Um, and you can probably guess my voice sounds terrible. So I think it's just allergies, but I am just going to pop yeah. off. But it was great chatting with everyone. Um, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you sharing. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I hope everyone has a good end of their school year. So ta-ta for now. Yeah. Feel better okay. soon. We'll be in touch. Yeah. We'll be in touch this summer. Thanks for the, the episode and a half. We appreciate it.
Bye. All right. So what we're going to do now is going to look at uh, one thing that we learned or got better at during the last two years of teaching. And I think this one's pretty easy because I think there's a lot of different things. Uh, and I know Sadate had talked about uh, her AP curriculum uh, was <laughs> two years. And man, what a tough time to do that. Yeah. But uh, Nea, what, what did you get better at or what did you learn over the last two years? Uh, in the last two years, I would say that I got better at teaching online uh, because I... <laughs> spent a lot of time, whether it was like a hybrid classroom or just fully online or doing an online teacher workshop or, a, I mean, I just did everything online. Um, all of the, all of the, uh, like board meetings are online. There's everything. Our, mm. My HHMI stuff has been online. Um, everything has been online. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I got good at it. I don't want to be online anymore. But yeah. I'm comfortable. <laughs> and otherwise, I think that because I haven't been in the classroom, like, for real, for real, 100% this year, I feel like I'm worried that I'm maybe losing something. You know, I, I don't know. I'm just worried. So I can't wait to be, like, in the classroom full time 100% in the fall because I, I want to make sure I'm making strides and I'm, you know, getting better at stuff, not getting worse. Yeah, understandable. Running your own things is different than running other people's things. Yeah. All right, Lee, what have you gotten better at the last two years? So one of the things that I purposely made sure that I, I spent time learning about was more equitable grading practices. Um, you know, especially since we did transition to everything being online. I mean, how could you not think about grading practices and how to change them to to be adaptable to the new teaching situation that we were all placed in. Um, and so, you know, I've been learning more about that and how to kind of make some of that stuff work within the confines of the system that I have. Um, it's been tough, but I think I've adopted some mm -hmm. practices that have been really beneficial to my kids. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, trying to encourage others to do the same. Um, as the year, you know, not progresses, obviously, hello, it's two weeks from being done. But as <laughs> next year begins, um, I really want to get the message out there that, hey, you can <laughs> reduce the number of things that you grade, you don't have to grade everything. And, and you can give kids <laughs> the opportunity to retry things. And hey, it might actually improve their learning. <laughs> you know, yeah. so I know it's going to be a hard sell for some folks. But, you know, change is hard. Um, and some people yeah. don't like to do it, but we have to remember we are not there because, you know, it's convenient for us to be there. We are there for the children and we're there for them to, to, to teach and for, for them to learn from us and for us to learn from them. And, and we've got to make sure that we do that well. That's what they deserve. Their yeah. families deserve that too. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I was thinking like you've had so much change that was foisted upon all of us in the last couple of yeah. years. You can control this change. Like yeah, this is the difference. Like exactly. change is inevitable. You get to control some of it. Yeah, I was going to say, and this is <laughs> but, something that at least in my classroom, I can control. And, yeah. you know, like I said, I mean, I've had conversations with my head principal and a couple of the other principals about this you know, uh, the, the practice, you know, the things that I've adopted and they're like, if only we could get everybody else to do it. And Lee, can yes. I ask you a question? Sure. What, 
if you're not going to have a cap on your class sizes, mm -hmm. do you think that it's going to be it... difficult? <laughs> some okay. of the, some of the things that I'm, I'm doing now, I don't know how I'm going to do it next year. It may be that we just grade fewer things uh, because I work at a team. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I have to work within the confines of that structure. The, there's one class that I have that doesn't, the cap doesn't matter because I teach the same group of kids from year one to year two. Um, and that's really where my proving ground has been is with that group of students, because I can do whatever I want with them. Um, and so that's where I try out a lot of things before I want to try them with a larger group of kids. Um, and thankfully next year I'll have two groups of students where I am the only teacher who teaches them. So I'll have a, you know, a larger sample size, thank goodness. Um, mm -hmm. But as far as my AP classes go, I have to be in alignment with what the rest of the team does. Now, thankfully, the rest of the team and and I are like-minded. And so all, we're all about trying new things. But what this is going to look like when our classes are 30 plus, I have no idea. I don't know how we're going to, yeah. to modify things to, to make it easier for us. Because it's, let's be frank, that's what it's got to be. We've got to make it easier for us. So, yeah. Yeah, and I along those same lines, I, I what both of you are saying, I think I've gotten really good at using AP Classroom, um, which sounds like a weird thing to say, but like <laughs> I feel like I there's a lot of stuff in there, mm -hmm. um, and it's not user friendly, no. but like I know how to go in and get what I want and make things and do things and and pull things, and I I feel like I really get. I figured out how to navigate that system in a way that works for me really, really well over the last two years, um, which has made my work, particularly like assessments and like providing feedback and that sort of stuff, it's made it a lot better. Um, and it's, it's you know, for a not user-friendly system, I found a way to make it work for me, which is, you know, they, I think the system's gotten better over the last two years. Uh, it's still clunky, <laughs> but but I, I think I've gotten better at doing that. And that then that ties into how to use resources like that in my ungrading system um, and and going to that sort of gradeless system that I've gone to. And um, Lee, similarly, next year, I will be teaching all of the classes that I teach. I will be able to go to ungrading. So I will not live in this liminal space where my AP classes, which are ungraded, and then the other ones where I'm a giant team and not everyone's philosophically there, we have more AP students next year, and I will be teaching either AP Biology or AP Biology Lab or a new research elective that is just me. So I am going to get to do all of that ungrading system. Um, it was funny. I was at a teacher appreciation thing just the other day, um, and I was talking to a teacher who brought up grading for equity and all of these things they're trying. And I'm like, and she's like, and it's been really great doing these with AP, and I'm looking forward to the changes. And I was like, let me tell you where you might go. <laughs> I started sharing my my syllabus and my grade claim stuff and a lot of Paul's thread stuff and, and that. And so I had a great conversation about that, and I was realizing how much I've changed over the last two years in my comfort level with that stuff. And, um, and yeah, I definitely am in a different place as a result of that. I'm jealous that you guys know what you're going to be teaching next year. Cause I don't yeah. know yet. I, mm. I'll find out maybe in a week or so. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, mine just came out like mine, like literally the, I had a, a preliminary conversation about it, uh, a couple of weeks ago and then the official official like 
just came down. But um, and I will say my school is atypical. I think my school gets them out pretty early. So when this is this recording comes out, we'll all know, and I will be the only one still teaching. So um, <laughs> you guys will be in summer. Yep. <laughs> but you, you'll know by the time this comes yeah, out. Well, say, you'll and, be teaching. And summer we school know because we have to know before um, course selection starts for kids, and so schedules have already been made. Um, you know, so I knew at the end of March what I was going to be teaching. Now, when am I going to be teaching? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what my actual yeah, schedule is. I just know what courses I'm going to be teaching. Yeah, and we do it the other way around. We do course selection and then mm. we do teacher scheduling. So they figure out what the numbers are and how to make that work and then try to maximize the number of students who get their preferred uh, schedules. Mm -hmm. And they have a, they say that they have a very, they're, they're, they're well north of 90% of schedule maxing, uh, matching this way, that very few students are, I mean, there are some things where certain like one-offs conflict and you can't take them or you can only fit so many things in a schedule and kids are like hoping to take like max schedule and they mm -hmm. want too many things that conflict that are one-offs. Um, but for, by and large, they get, most kids get all of the things that they want in their schedule. Um, by doing it that way. So that's how we do it. All right. Well, now let's look forward to summer 2022, which, as I said, when this comes out, Lee will be in. <laughs> Today yes. we'll be getting ready to teach. Yes. So what are you looking forward to summer 2022? So first, in-person workshops. Not going to lie. I <laughs> have been tired of teaching them online. Um, to, because let's be mm -hmm. honest, teaching a science workshop for a week online is no fun. Um, I mean, I've done it pretty successfully, I would say, because people always have good things to say about them afterwards, but it's hard and I don't like it yet. Mm. I'm doing two of those this summer too. Um, but mama's got new knees to pay for, for next summer and graduate school. <laughs> so, I mean, I just kind of hoard myself out in terms of <laughs> accepting <laughs> workshops <laughs> not gonna lie just being honest um but the two that i'm taking on in person i'm super excited about um one of them's out in lubbock and i'm getting to work with some some teachers in a program there that's pretty unique um those folks get to go to their apsi for 50 bucks 50 dollars yeah so their regional service center so in texas we have educational service centers their esc is subsidizing all but 50 dollars of the cost of the workshop for them Wow. Yeah. Nice. So I'm hoping yeah. that the attendance will be good just because the cost is like almost nothing. Um, mm -hmm. And so then I'm coming up to Boston to do the new teacher workshop for Mass Insight, which I'm really excited about because I really, I love working for Mass Insight. They're a great organization, um, but I love working with brand new AP teachers because I love yeah. to be able to, to get them in and say, look, yes, this is hard but you can do this. And I'm going to show you some shortcuts yeah. and some easy ways to get this done so that it's not so impossible. Um, but I'm pretty sure just because it's been so long since I led a workshop in person, <laughs> I mean, it's been four years. I'm not going to lie because 2019, I sat out to settle my mom's estate. Mm. 2020, 21 was all online. So these poor people yeah. are going to have a year's worth of learning packed into five days and they're going to feel like they drank from the water hose uh, or from the fire hose yeah. rather. Um, but it's, it's, I'm super excited. I, I just finalized my agendas last night and I'm really, really excited to get to do some science with these folks. 
And then I yeah. take a couple of principal classes over the summer. I looked at my schedule last night. Um, I start in three weeks, four weeks, something like that. I don't know when. And, you know, I, it's the work that I've done so far, the three classes I've taken is kind of, you know, propelled me to start looking for doctoral programs. I've kind of nailed down what my concentration is going to be. I've decided ed leadership and policy because I think that's that's the direction that I'm feeling pulled. Um, I love curriculum, don't get me wrong, but if I want to make any real changes happen in the school system, it's got to be through leadership and policy. Um, and and I don't mm. think I'll be satisfied until I can get into a position where I have the the power to make some of those changes happen. Um, and so now it's just a matter of finding a school where I can do that work mm. and be supported by the faculty there. So. Wow. All right. Well, Tanea, how about you? Uh, I'm sure you're not homesick at all, um, <laughs> but what are you looking forward to uh, for the summer? I'm really homesick. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm, uh, d first of all, WRA has been very, very good to me. Um, they mm -hmm. have, you know, They've been very welcoming. Um, everyone has been very kind here, but I'm really excited to get back to my house in Arizona. Um, I've been sleeping on a twin dorm room bed. Oh. Um, <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> um, I, I miss my bed a lot. <laughs> should, should I put my husband and my kids before my bed? No, I miss my bed <laughs> a lot. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I'm saying everything in the wrong order, but I miss my my pets, my dog. I miss my husband. I miss my kids. I'm I'm tired of trying to tell my son I'll be home soon. I promise. I promise. Um, I'm really excited about summer school because me and my husband will be teaching um, at Brophy, and then both my kids will be going to summer school um, at Brophy. So we're all going to be together for June, and that's just like a beautiful thing. That's awesome. And I, yeah, um, and I just like really excited that Brophy is letting me come back after I left. Um, so I appreciate them. Um, and then I'm super excited about, oh, my HHMI Yay. conference is going to be in person. You are going to love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm really excited to like meet people and actually be like, oh, I know that person. Like, what's their name? And like connect the name, you know, just actually like meet people in, in yes. person. Is I'm exciting. looking forward to that too, actually. So, because yeah. I, I think I'm hoping that I get to be there. So, you know, it's on, I, on my schedule. <laughs> crossing, crossing my fingers. And then, um, and then I'm, I'm going to make the move to, I think we're driving across country is how we're going to do it. Making <laughs> the move to Phillips Exeter. And um, I'm nervous and anxious, but that's also something that's really exciting because, um, uh, you know, my son should be going to school there and, um, just for my kids to make friends and, you know, just, it's going to be an adventure for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll talk for the first time it snows. Um. <laughs> I might have to fly to Miami a couple of times, but, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so for me, it's funny because I got a lot of the same things get, you know, going on. Um, I am, you know, the week this episode comes out the end of that week, I'm flying to Kansas city to do the face-to-face -face read and, Having done the read online for the last two years, man, I cannot tell you how much I'm looking forward to sitting in an uncomfortable chair <laughs> in, a, in, a, in, in too cold of a room 
and reading tests and, and eating for seven bad days convention in a row. Like, center food. Yeah, <laughs> I am. I am so looking forward to it. Powdered uh, eggs. Because, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I mean the. It's hard to put your mind around it, and people who've never done it, um, I say it. I've said it before. Um, I, I was I was proselytizing uh, to some AP teachers just the other Good. day. They're like, I can't ever do that, and I was like, I was like, I think every AP teacher should do it once yes. because it is transformative to do. Yes, you, it it changes the way you look at the the entire process of what you do all year long in the classroom mm-hmm. gets refocused yes. in a way that sitting there and doing that and the conversations you have and and the sitting out on the uh what do they call it the beach sitting out on the beach in front of the hotel uh having a beer afterwards and and people talking about the questions that they're scoring and 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 how they've been um and there's people i haven't seen face to face and i know not everyone's going to be there um that has was there a couple years ago but a lot of people are there and there'll be new faces and and yeah, I'm looking forward to that experience there. Um, and then uh, a week before Lise does her uh, workshop, I actually will be starting my AP consultant uh, training work. Oh, yeah. Yay. So I'm actually, so I will be flying down to Charlotte uh, for like w- literally the week before Lee flies to Boston. So I will do that. And then I will probably get a full schedule about how I'm supposed to observe various things. And then I will, in my typical fashion, completely ignore that and then just go crash Lee's workshop um, in Boston. <laughs> 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 they're gonna tell me who i'm gonna work with and all that i'm like yeah yeah sure 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 um <laughs> i'll yes. just go uh do it. but i will go crash that and then and then actually in um in august i will be flying to um saint paul um minneapolis area um our our school is embarking or, or continuing and i should say expanding some diversity equity inclusion work that they're doing through a group called seed which is a seeking uh, educational equity and diversity um, and i was uh i was hired as uh accepted as promoted to be one of the seed ambassadors of our faculty so i will be running workshops the next few years and so i'm going to a train the trainer workshop uh for a week in august so i'm flying to, to minnesota st paul i'm gonna have lunch i told mark i already told mark uh that he is having lunch with me on one day in august uh <laughs> when i'm out there because uh, uh, he lives like looks like two towns over from where I'm going to be. So uh, we'll be doing that. So yeah, that's a, it's a, it's a summer full of flying to places and doing PD again, which is, you know, it's brand new. And And, people um, say teachers have the summers off. That's right. Lies. (laughs) All lies. (laughs) Well, and the funny thing is, is that that I was going to say on top of all of that, I I will also be writing a new curriculum for my, uh, for my brand new research course. Um, I'm also going to be I'm also going to be teaching. I've got the I've got the bones of it written out. I don't know how much I'm going to pre-write before we go in, but I have to have the first couple of months planned out, like because it's not like I got an old folder that I can roll out and say this is this is a frame. Like I have no framework. I haven't have to come up with the arc and and how that's going to roll out. I've already started the work on that, but that's going to probably be a big chunk of August. Uh, letters of recommendation. How many of those are you going to write this summer? Because I probably will have thirty of those to write. And then um, I'm also teaching a college class in the fall so i also have to uh prep for that at some point how do you guys do it (laughs) yeah that's a great question i mean because i got asked to be my campus's lead mentor for the next fall and with the number of new teachers i anticipate us having on campus that's going to be a tall order and so stupidly i was like yeah i'll do it Uh, but i'm like you know what because i was like 
Yeah, no, I need, I, I need like, the experience. Know. I need the experience. And, you know, I figure I can double dip, right? Like if I'm doing the mentor stuff, that can be part of my practicum hours for my principal certification. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll make this work, you know? And I'm actually looking forward That's to it. it because I've mentored people before, but now this is kind of a, like, I don't do the matching, which is probably good. Um, not that I think I would be bad at it, but, you know, I just want to be able to say, okay, look, you know, let's, let's, you know, we'll have meetings with new teachers, you know, once a quarter, that's it, you know, just to kind of monitor and say, hey, how's it going? What do you need? What support can I provide you? That sort of thing. Like I have some ideas, you know, of how that should be mm -hmm. done and we'll see what happens. But yes, of course. And then I just got asked to run for a, an NABT office. Um, and so I actually had a conversation earlier today with Chris Monsoor about that. And of course, what am I going to say? Yes, nominate oh me, nominate me because why not? You know, <laughs> you know, why not? Lee, Lee is worse at saying, uh, Lee's worse at saying no than this I am. Is um, <laughs> this is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. As we were, as we record this, uh, the, all of the, uh, reviewing of the proposals for next year's uh conference are due so i still have to go through i have like like they're due next week right done. though like yeah okay yeah, good because yeah, yeah. i haven't but done I any have... yet oops <laughs> <laughs> well i that makes me feel better i have a little bit of those so yeah i have i'm almost i'm almost done mine i'm i'm more than two-thirds yeah through, i was gonna so. say i'm i'm uh, waiting in graduate school homework right now so i'm like okay i'm gonna put this off until the end because they're not due until this day and my class ends next week so actually this is our last yeah. meeting on yeah. on tomorrow night so but i still have homework to turn yeah. in there are a hundred there are 120 of them Lee. oh that's not bad them. that's not bad that's that's less than we've had it's in the like, past so yeah. That's yeah, not like bad. Like 190 we had a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, not so. bad. And unfortunately, I can't re I can't recuse myself of them. The nice thing about the 190 is that I got to recuse myself from about seven of them um, <laughs> because I was paid by like a lot of the organizations. Yeah, that's I had like, to do the same <laughs> thing. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I'm on this group's payroll. Like, I'm nope, on this group payroll. I know these people. <laughs> I'm working for them. I know this person. <laughs> yeah, I did have to do Half that. Half this workshop's my stuff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had a couple of those. Yeah, I think my name's only on one of them this ah, year. Ah, okay. Because Paul 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 Strode added me added me to his uh, his grade list. One, gotcha. So. All right. Well, I think we did the the successful. Unfortunately, um, you know, uh, Sedate was not feeling well enough to join us, which I don't blame her. You know, these these have been long weeks and long weekends, but uh, we did make it to the end of the year. Um, and it may be appropriate that uh, we started with four and three of us made it to the end of the episode because I think that that's kind of what every science department has felt like this year yes. um, because I know that in my department not everyone's there so um so uh well we made it one more we'll we'll see what happens I have uh no summer uh podcast recordings planned so we'll sort of see what happens I was gonna say, do any of us have time <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I will say that 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 you you heard my schedule for the summer, and you might understand why my my I've got some challenges to do that. But uh, hey, you know you can subscribe to Live School of Your Podcast Player of Choice. Maybe there'll be more episodes after this. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, you can go to Patreon.com and uh, uh, 
chip in a buck or two a month to patreon.com slash lots. Um, you can also get show notes there as well as on lifeoftheschool.org. Music on this and every episode is provided by Jake Jenkins and Magicians. You can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Matthew Tweets or at Life of the School. I will tag Lee and Tanea and Sedate when I send this out. So thanks all for joining me and I will talk to everybody soon. Thank you.